Welcome to Nationwide Market Insights for December 15th, 2022. This is Brian Kirk. In their final meeting of the year, the FOMC remains focused on controlling inflation and announced yet another rate increase. But this time, the rate increase was only half a point. This move raises the Fed Fund's target range to four and a quarter to four and a half percent. What does this tell us about the state of inflation in the economy? Are the rate increases starting to have their impact that the Fed was hoping for? Will we see rates continue to increase next year? And if so, how much higher? Today, we're joined by Nationwide's Chief Economist, Kathy Boschancic, and Deputy Chief Economist, Brian Jordan, to discuss the Fed's recent decision to raise rates further. Kathy, Brian, thank you for joining us. Kathy, let's start with you. Were you expecting today's announcement to include a 50 basis point increase? And were you surprised by anything you heard today? Well, thank you, Brian. Happy to be with you today. Well, the Fed's decision to raise rates 50 basis points, uh, as you indicated, to, to four and a quarter to four and a half percent on the level of the Fed funds uh, target range was widely telegraphed and expected. So that that wasn't a surprise. And, and really what we're seeing the Fed enter is a new phase of its rate tightening cycle. They're really looking to move more gradually or, or sort of calibrate the rate moves. Now that they've raised rates over 400 basis points and, and they're within a, a range that is considered restrictive, they don't really know at this point how much more restrictive they have to become to rein in inflation. Their forecast today, they raised what the end rate or terminal rate uh, is like, what they think it will be is, is a little bit over 5%, but they're getting close and they don't, you know, they don't want to overdo it. They don't really want to massively crush the economy. Um, they do want inflation to cool, but they're hoping to navigate what is called a soft landing, where you have economic growth slowing but not necessarily being, you know, a very um, hard landing or or very hard recession. Um, you know, whether they achieve that or not is is something we'll we'll talk about. But I would say that it was really the forward guidance that the Federal Reserve and Chairman Powell in his press conference gave us that was really what the markets wanted to see. And and overall, Chairman Powell reflected a still very hawkish policy tone and stance. Now, I think on one hand, that's to be expected because as they start to dial back the size of rate hikes, they don't necessarily want to have the markets get too ebullient or rally too much because it actually then financial conditions ease and it goes against the fact that they're they're trying to still tighten policy. But at the same time, he indicated in a, a Q&A uh, in the press conference, um, he sort of greenlit the idea that the next rate hikes could be paired to just 25 basis points. So keep in mind the previous four 75 basis points each meeting. Uh, yesterday they did 50 basis points um, and the future rate hikes may only be 25 again as they sort of just gradually try to, to get to that terminal rate. And there's much more to discuss, but I guess, interestingly to me, he also was very clear that they're not thinking about 
rate cuts. You know, once they get to, to five, a little bit over 5%, they intend to hold it there for a long period of time. But the bond market sees things differently and, and continues to call the Fed's bluff in a sense and is pricing in from what I could see is about 50 basis points of rate cuts at the end of 2023. And even though bond yields initially rose after Chairman Powell spoke today, you know, again, sounded hawkish, but by the end of it, actually yields were lower on the day. So I guess a question to you, Brian, what do you make of the, the bonds market continued sort of pushback against Fed Chairman Powell and sort of trying to call, having a different viewpoint of what's actually going to play out. Yeah, I think it's uh, very interesting. And uh, you hit the nail on the head, Kathy. The the market is calling what it thinks to be Powell's bluff. I think we can infer from market action that market participants believe that the Fed chair and other members of the FOMC have to talk tough to keep inflation expectations in check, but based on the historical trend, at least the trend in, in recent decades, that the Fed, the Fed will flinch um, as we see evidence that previous rate hikes are starting to bite, especially in the labor market. And I think here, Powell's history is catching up to him a little bit. There is a, a bit of a boy who cried wolf aspect to Powell's tenure, his relatively brief tenure to this point as, as Fed chair. Very famously in 2018, in the fall of 2018, as the 2015 to 2018 tightening cycle was winding down, Powell said that we're, we're still very far from neutral, hinting that there were more rate hikes to come in that cycle. But then less than two months later, in November of 2018, Powell said, we're very close to neutral. Uh, so he went in a very short span from being far from neutral or characterizing monetary policy as far from neutral to being very close to neutral. And of course, very shortly after that, the cycle came to an end. More recently, of course, Powell was an advocate of the transitory inflation story. The Fed officially was using the word transitory to describe inflation up until December of last year, even as the inflation rate was heading towards 7% at the end of 2021. Powell, up until early this year, um, was guiding the markets to expect a very measured tightening cycle, a very measured launch, at least, of the tightening cycle in 2022. And of course, we've had a very aggressive tightening cycle so far this year. So I think to a certain degree, the Fed chair doesn't have a reputation in the markets as a I mean what I say and say what I mean type of guy. And I think that's what's impacting to some degree market pricing here. Yeah, that's a good point, because some actually speculate along the lines of what you're saying, Brian, that he he does not want, as I indicated before, he doesn't want financial conditions to, to ease, meaning he doesn't want the equity market to rally, doesn't want bond yields necessarily to go lower or corporate bond spreads to narrow. Um, so that, that's why he has to kind of talk tough uh, on, on the policy front and, and expectations of you know what could unfold going forward. 
Um, I think that's yeah. I was just going to jump in, Kathy, and say I think that's 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 a great point, and perhaps more crucial now than it was earlier in the cycle, or at least more crucial now than it was a few months ago, because market expectations have shifted. The stock market has picked up in recent months. The dollar has weakened in recent months. So even as the Fed has continued to tighten policy and tighten aggressively, by some metrics, financial conditions have gotten a bit easier. And so perhaps there's more urgency to talk tough these days, even than there was a few months ago. Yes, I, I, I fully agree with you on that. Um, and it, it's it's probably a bit frustrating to, to Fed policymakers. I was going to you know, point out one other thing that in, in the more in the forecasts that I guess surprised me a little bit. This is the really pretty sizable downgrade to GDP growth that the median estimates showed for 2023. So they reduced growth expectations from 1.2%, and that's Q4 of a Q4, to, to half a percent. Now, we have much weaker growth forecasts, as you know, down 1.6%. Um, but I was sort of struck by the fact that they, they downgraded the growth. They also increased their unemployment rate forecasts at a time where interest rates are now forecast to be higher. And they also see inflation to be running a bit higher than than they previously forecast. So, you know, all of that together is 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 actually a less optimistic view of, of economic activity. Now, Powell refers to that as being more realistic, and as he was, you know, sort of describing the 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 um, the changes. But you know, against that backdrop, it's also you know we're talking about the bond market, but it's also these type of forecasts are not very conducive for, for the equity market and a continued rally. Equity market was off a little bit, but it seems to me equity market is still rather optimistic, and especially on the earnings front. But Brian, I want to curious to what your view of, of what's going on in the equity market. I think the equity market is pricing in a, a very much a Fed policy uh, along the lines of that that the, the bond market is pricing in and expecting that we are going to see a, a pivot towards more dovishness sooner rather than later, certainly sooner than the Fed has has priced in. Uh, you mentioned these forecasts. We've, we've said for some time that the Fed was forecasting, estimating in its summary of economic projections, a soft landing. I think with today's numbers, with today's forecast the FOMC put out, we can say that they're now projecting a white knuckle soft landing. They're they're <laughs> projecting a landing where we just make the runway at the last second uh, before going into a downturn. They they've got GDP barely skirting the zero line at at 0 0.5 for 2023. The unemployment rate going up, but not going up by by much for uh, a weak economic scenario. I think to some degree the equity market is is pricing in a scenario along these lines, one in which uh, the, the the economy perhaps slips into a downturn, but doesn't slip into a deep downturn and doesn't slip into a prolonged downturn. And very importantly, this is what the Fed has priced in as well or forecasted as well. A nice pickup in growth in 2024 in the Fed's forecast and a further acceleration, modest acceleration in 2025. I think that's very much what's priced into current earnings expectations as well and what, at least in recent months, has underpinned equity prices. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. And and probably the key, you know, from my perspective is just how earnings play out in, in the next 
you know, going forward in the next quarter or so to get that sort of coveted soft landing, it means that, you know, earnings have to hold up. That's where I'm a bit more skeptical. And I also think that if if you're seeing inflation come down, that you're you're starting to see some fading of corporate pricing power. If revenue and the quantity of sales picks up, then that that offsets some of that pricing power uh, loss. But if we see um, some slowing in sales, it seems like we could we could see some uh, earnings growth slowdown and and maybe eventual contraction. But that's something that we'll we'll have to wait to see you know how that plays out for 2023. But that is part of underpinning our more downbeat and, and recessionary forecast uh, for 2023, which, as you said, the equity market is not really, really pricing for that. One other thing that was interesting is that Chairman Powell once again reiterated what I would say is like the super core service inflation measure, which is core services, which that's services that exclude energy prices, and then excluding housing or, or rental costs. And, and the reason that you exclude rental costs is we all expect, or most of us expect, that the rental component of, of inflation will ease next year as, as home prices and, and real-time rents um, seem to be trending you know, lower, the growth rate anyway, trending lower. And, and it's that super core services that Chairman Powell and, and the Fed seems to still be concerned about. And he also made the point that that category of inflation, unlike goods place inflation, which has come down quite nicely and sharply, we saw that with the CPI data yesterday, we're down to 3.7% at one point, not too long ago, that was a double digit gain. And he acknowledged that was good, but he also said the Fed was expecting that. What they're worried about is that super core service number and because it's so linked to um, uh, wage growth and, and labor costs, given that services are so labor intensive and with wage growth running above 5%, you know, it, again, doesn't seem at the point to declare any victory on inflation. You know, I don't know if you agree with that, Brian, or, or see it differently, but you know, the Fed has done a lot of tightening, but has it really you know, done enough to cool off the inflation and cool off the economy, you know, sufficiently. I, I think that's true. And the labor market is obviously going to be key here. Uh, I think the Fed will look at the labor market as a linchpin. Uh, the Fed will need to see a, a softer wage growth. The Fed will need to see, and Powell hinted at this fairly explicitly in his press conference yesterday, the Fed will need to see some signs that the labor market is easing. And we, we've had some of those signs to date, but they've been marginal to this point. Jobless claims have picked up. The pace of job growth has slowed down. Confidence in the labor market has, has cooled off. Job openings are off their highs. And so we have seen some cracks in the labor market's armor in, in, in recent months. But the labor market was at an extreme earlier this year and in 2021. So even after some slowing, we're still at a very tight level. We're still at a very, uh, a very robust um, uh, run rate here. And so the Fed is is going to need to see more to have have confidence that these initial pullbacks in in inflation in recent months will will be more sustained. 
And Powell hinted at that fairly explicitly as well. They're encouraged by what they've seen in CPI and other inflation measures over the last few months, but not convinced. So we're going to need to see more of the same if if we're going to get a pivot anytime soon. Well, thank you, Kathy and Brian. That's going to wrap it up for today. Join us next time as we provide our economic outlook for 2023, sharing our insight and perspectives on where the economy and financial markets are headed next year. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you can be notified as soon as each episode is released. Until next time, for Nationwide Market Insights, this is Brian Kirk. The information provided by Nationwide Economics is general in nature and not intended as investment or economic advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any security or adopt any investment strategy. Additionally, it does not take into account any specific investment objectives, tax, or financial condition, or particular needs of any specific person. The economic and market forecasts reflect our opinion as of the date of this report and are subject to change without notice. These forecasts show a broad range of possible outcomes. Because they are subject to high levels of uncertainty, they will not reflect actual performance. We obtain certain information from sources deemed reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or fairness. Nationwide and the Nationwide N and Eagle are service marks of the Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company. Copyright 2022, Nationwide.